Okay, here we go. Hi, guys. Hi. Welcome to uh, this week's episode of the Kawaii Cast. Hi. We're going to be talking about what you should watch this summer. Yes. As far as we're concerned. I mean, we just did our uh, review episode of uh, the spring season. Yeah. So now we have to do our preview episode of the summer season. Yeah, which is kind of hard. There's not... (laughs) (laughs) I got to say, there is a lot of trash... There this is season, a lot of trash this which season. Which I feel makes up for the lack of trash last season. If you say so. <laughs> for me, it does. If you say so. Yes, I I'm say so. <laughs> I judge me too. So <laughs> that's. Well, let's start with your favorite thing then. Well, my favorite thing. Well, before we get into it, I okay. do want to uh, talk about a show that we didn't get to for last season. Oh, yeah, you've been binging. I've, I've been binging Wotokoi. Um, it's actually pretty funny. Um, I'm not enjoying it as much as I did, um, what's it called? The, the one with the, the game, the gamer girl, like the 30 year old. I, oh, uh, life of, life, uh, life of an MMO, MMO junkie. Yeah. Like recovery of an MMO, recovery junkie. Of an MMO junkie. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm not liking it as much as I did that show, but I'm, I am enjoying it. I'm only six episodes in, so it's it's funny. They've they've started dating at the end of the first episode. That's good. Yeah, I hear it's about a guy that's obsessed with video games and a girl that's obsessed with like boy love. Yes. <laughs> and it's actually pretty funny. At one point, um, like they go to Comicette mm-hmm. and she she's running a table because she's writing her her boy love you know manga and at one point she realizes oh shit i wanted to go meet this artist and relatable yeah and he's just like eh, i'll cover your table for you and she's like <laughs> oh you're amazing and and so she runs off and then as she's out to you know like go to meet her other person she overhears like two other girls like Oh, there's this really cute guy in glasses, like running a boy love table, <laughs> and she's like, "Oh shit, I know who that is." <laughs> it's pretty funny. That's real love. When you're when your man's willing to run your boy love table, you do not let go of him. <laughs> <laughs> For real, <laughs> it's it's pretty good. I mean, some guys won't even hold your purse for you. Like I know, right? It's just a fucking bad guys. Come right? on. Um, and then there's there's another two scenes that I find actually, you know, I find, I found kind of funny. Um, so the first one is like, he invites her over to his house Mm -hmm. after work, you know, so, so she's thinking stuff's going to happen throughout the day. Right. And she's sitting there. Oh, like crap. What, what panties am I wearing? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Cause because forever, whatever reason, that's her train of thought. Mm-hmm. And and so they get to his place, and she's sitting down, and he sits next to her, and he starts leaning over, you know? And so, thinking, oh, this is where it's going already. And she says something like, um, no, not today, I, I don't have pink, or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know... 
And and he's sitting there, and you realize he's not leaning into her. He's reaching past her to grab two Wii remotes. <laughs> and he's like, I don't have pink. And he's just got two white ones. <laughs> Which is funny. And then it's cute because in a later episode, this is the other scene I wanted to talk about, mm-hmm. uh... They they get like a it's like a house party or whatever over to his place mm-hmm. and they're playing a bunch of games, and you see him passing out Wii remotes and there's a pink one, <laughs> which is just absolutely adorable. That like he cute. went out of his way like oh she you know thinking well she wants a pink one. That's cute, right? So so that's what I was thinking. I I'm liking the show so far. I'll, that's good. I'll probably finish it. I know. It's one that I really wanted to binge. Uh, now that you have access to Amazon Prime, I might be watching more shows from Amazon Prime. Uh, I fell a little bit behind this week. I'm a little unprepared, didn't do my homework. Uh, mostly because I kind of got caught up in this weird train of thought. So uh, It happens. For those of you you know who know me, you'll probably be really, really surprised to find out that I'm a big Persona fan. <gasps> no way! <I> <laughs> I know, who would have thought? I bet you never saw it coming. Never, not in a million years. So, P5A, uh, I was talking to some friends at Gaming Con, uh, because they're also big Persona fans, and I was cosplaying as Makoto, and we were talking about P5A, because we went to animation school together, so we wanted to talk about anime. And I think the exact phrase I used when describing the current state of Persona 5, the animation, was... I don't know if it's getting better or if my standards have dropped. <laughs> and I genuinely don't. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's it's like... It's such a hard call. It's, so. it, it's like at the end of watching Eromanga Sensei. You're just like, do you actually like the show or are you just watching it for the irony? Yeah. Do you like it, like it or do you ironically like it? Yes. Uh, <laughs> so I decided to kind of take a break for a moment. I just kind of wanted to go back and find my roots, figure out where my standards exactly were. And I figured the best way to do that is to watch something that was good from the Persona animation. Uh, The P4 animation was pretty good, but I really wanted to go a step further than that. So I switched over to Netflix and I watched the Persona 3 movie over because it was I hadn't seen it in a while. And I had actually played some of the games since the last time I saw it, so that's, I had a little bit more... That's the content. second movie, right? Yes, it's the second movie, which is really stupid. <laughs> because Netflix, they don't have should... the first. Yeah, Netflix doesn't have the first movie, <laughs> it doesn't have the third movie, and it doesn't have the fourth movie. It only has the second movie. So if you've never played the game, you will not fucking understand this movie. Because <laughs> you have no context. But anyway, <laughs> that aside, I really would... I just wanted to go back and rewatch it. I just wanted to sit down, I'm like, I need a break from Persona 5 for a second. I need to figure out what exactly is a good Persona anime. And it's a little unfair because it is a movie, so it is going to be better. So I tried to take away animation from the subject. I was like, this has a better budget, so we're not going to question whether or not the animation's good, because that goes without saying. Instead, I really wanted to go compare like how they handled it versus the game, which was my biggest grief with Persona 5. And... I can honestly say, I think P3 is one of those things where it's almost better to watch the movies than it is to play the games. Really? Yeah. 
it's so rare and it's like it's almost never the case that that is really rare and weird because more often than not games just don't translate well exactly (laughs) and i actually have a theory as to why p3 translates so much better into a movie and really it just comes down to the way it's handled so it was made by the same studio that worked on the Tenchi series and also Angel Beats and a few other like really well-known anime that like talk to any otaku and they'll tell you like these are the classic animes. If you haven't watched at least one of them, you're not really an otaku. How dare you stand in my weeb area? Don't insult my waifu like that. Yeah, basically. So, <laughs> but uh so yeah, this studio has done a lot of great things under its belt. Uh, But the thing that it really did well with Persona, I would say, would be the fighting sequences. Because normally in video games, especially JRPGs, it's a turn-based fighting system where it's just figure out the enemy's weakness and then punch it till it dies. And that's basically the whole fight. And Persona 3 is no exception to that. What Persona 5, the animation, does is it tries to translate that turn-based fighting style into the anime... And it doesn't work, because watching a turn-based fighting style is extremely boring when you're watching an anime. Yes. It's just like, so-and-so uses fire, then so-and-so uses lightning, then so-and-so uses ice. Oh, it's dead. And it's just, it's stupid. You don't do turn-based fighting styles in anime. It just doesn't work. It's the reason why Pokemon even steers away from it. Yeah. Ash wins fights by cheating the uh, fire system, not by actually learning his opponent's weaknesses. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> that never happened. So. And and it's not like Ash has ever won a badge because he befriended a Pokemon who then made the gym leader laugh. Yeah. Never happened. Never happened. <laughs> but that's honestly more interesting to watch than just. Oh, it's a rock type? I'll just use water gun. Fuck you, Brock. Yeah. So, <laughs> and Persona 3 really takes that idea and brings it to the next level. So, uh, in particular, two very important fights. Uh, the first is against a shadow that is basically connected itself to the electrical system in the city. In the game, you're just told, like, Oh, no, it uses electricity. Watch out. And then you punch it till it dies. <laughs> Uh, in the movie, they actually came up with a better strategy where each of the members of C's joined smaller teams, like teams of like two or three people, and then each team hit a different part of the city to take out that city's part of the electricity, just temporarily, so that way the shadow can't use the electricity as its power anymore. Quick, blow up the Transformers. Basically. <laughs> uh so then the two characters that were left behind, because they were told, like, this will only work for a split second, so we need to attack the monster while it's down. Uh, the two that were left behind were Akihiko and Shinji. Akihiko because he's immune to electricity, and uh, Shinji because he hits really fucking hard and he's going to knock that thing out with one strike. <laughs> and the series even points out, like, these two are the best for the job. Like, even in the movie, they both, like, laugh at each other, like, they couldn't have picked a better pair to do this. But at the same time, like, there's also a good story reason why those two were chosen, because uh, at this point in the movie, Shinji has just barely rejoined the team, and him and Akihiko hadn't fought side by side in over two years, and these two have been best friends their whole lives. So this is, like, a big moment of bonding for the two of them. Yeah. The other really important fight uh, is actually one of the finale of the movie, so a little bit of a spoiler here. I won't, I try, won't try to spoil too much. Uh, But at the beginning of the fight, uh, the whole team meets up but realizes that Shinji's missing. In the game, Akihiko's just like, 
oh, that's Shinji for you. He does his own thing. He's a free spirit, whatever. And then they notice that Ken's missing too, and they're like, oh, well, he's a child. Who cares? He's probably around here somewhere. We'll meet up with him after the fight. <laughs> uh, so then you go to the fight, and in the game, this is probably the most annoying fight in the entire fucking game. Because one of the monsters basically is called Wheel of Fortune, and any damage it does is pure chance. It could hurt itself, or it could hurt you really bad. And it's all up to luck, and it's really fucking annoying, and even if you're good at the game, this fight takes a long fucking time, and if you're new to the game, this fight is gonna make you cry. This is the worst fight in the game. It just seems like an awful system. It's not that bad, but... If you've never played Persona 3, going into this fight for the first time, you're gonna rip your hair out. It is so frustrating. It is the most annoying fight. It's definitely beatable. It's not like it's broken, but it's... Is, 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 does it also have, like, a... I'm, I'm assuming with the name being Wheel of Fortune. Oh, was that what it was called? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm assuming it also has, like, some other random effects. Like, yeah. sometimes it'll debuff you, or sometimes it'll heal yeah. itself, or whatever. And you do get to control the wheel, so it's not, like, a computer-controlled, but you have to figure out the timing. And then, late in the fight, too, the uh, odds of you actually getting something good become a lot skimmer. So, like, because if you land on a red space, that's bad for you. If you land on a blue space, that's bad for the enemies. Like, about halfway through the fight, it becomes, like, 90% red and 10% blue. <laughs> You're going, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. Yeah, so <laughs> it's a really annoying fight. It's totally beatable. It just sucks. Uh, so in the game, again, so the beginning of the fight, they're just like, oh, two of our team members are missing, whatever, whatever. Uh, you go through the fight, you punch it till it dies. And then at the end of the fight, they realize, oh, shit, there's a reason why our teammates are missing, and it's Akihiko who notices it. And he's just like, oh my god, today's a really bad day. I know exactly why they're missing. Shit's about to go down. Really bad things are about to happen. I won't spoil what happens, but just know really bad things happen. <laughs> uh, in the anime, again, going into this fight, they notice that their two teammates are missing. They're not really sure why, but Akihiko figures it out immediately. He's like, oh my god, today's the really bad day. I know what's going to happen. I know exactly where they are. And he tries to run to go find them. But then the monsters spawn right in front of them. And he's like, all right, let's just make quick work of this fight. And then we'll go find them. But again, this is a really, really obnoxious fight. <laughs> yeah. And it takes forever. This fight just absolutely stalls them. To the point where you see uh, Akihiko getting absolutely frustrated and losing his cool. And the more he loses his cool, the stupider his decisions become. And he gets to the point where he's just doing more damage to himself than he is the enemy. And he's getting more and more worked up. And you're just at this point where you see the bad thing happening in, like, a cutscene. And you're just like, oh, God, are they going to make it? Are they going to make it? And you see Akihiko fighting, like, with all of his heart and all of his energy and just basically screaming, like, we got to finish this fight. I cannot, you know, I can't let this bad thing happen. And you as the audience are sitting there like, this is so intense. This is so, this is like the fight. This is the big climax of the story. And then the fight ends and the bad thing happens because they were too late. So giving some context, the idea that the fight actually stalled them just long enough that they didn't make it in time is a much better story narrative than just, oh, there was a fight. Oh, there was a bad thing. <laughs> oh, there was a fight. Oh, and by the way. Yeah, bad shit's happening after the fight. So, 
I love that the anime actually did that. It it took the fights that were just very dull, boring, punch them till they die fights that are standard in JRPGs, especially in PlayStation 2 era, and it transforms them into these really powerful narratives that keep the story moving, keep the context flowing, everything that just makes Persona as beloved as it is, to be honest. It's like, you know, like those memes where it's just like you see like Pokemon and it's like how I saw it as a kid. And it's like this big, like beautiful, luscious world with everything like fantastic is like the reality. And it's just like this little eight bit yeah. video game. That's basically how Persona is for a lot of people, especially uh, three and four. And so seeing it beautifully animated and seeing like the directors of these movies basically see it the same way we saw it. And adding to that and making everything feel more powerful and heavy, it just, it improved something that was already really good. P5 does not do that. Uh, A1 Pictures has this bad habit of trying to take something that's already popular and trying to recreate it in their own art style. It feels very much like fan art. It's easy to look at A1 Pictures version and look at the video game and do a side-by-side comparison. With that said, I went back and watched the latest episode, and I actually really liked the latest episode. I really liked uh, the whole, like, hacking the entire class's phones to set off an entire alarm, which is something that didn't happen in the game, and I felt like it was very in character for uh, uh, Alibaba. And I really liked the uh, whole scene where Makoto is freaking out because she thinks the house is haunted. <laughs> and I really liked a lot of the stuff they added, but I realized... These are all, like, the real-world life simulator story elements. When it comes to the actual battles, they just feel so distant and so disconnected and so boring. I'd rather them not even go into palaces. I'd rather not them not fight shadows. I'd rather them stay in the real world and this become a slice-of-life anime. Yeah. And that's a sad thing, because Persona is great because of its fighting. Yes, it's turn-based JRPG bullshit, but it's fun. Yep. So so on on the battles you you were mentioning the uh, like just kind of punch them until they die, um, that kind of battle is is one that a lot of MMO players so lovingly refer to as a tank and spank. Yeah. <laughs> you you think I'm joking, but it's not. It's like that's actually what we call them. Mm-hmm. So and mind you, it's not literally just punch. It's usually like use spells and healing and there is a strategy to it yeah but that strategy is only fun because you're the one doing it watching two watching someone else do it it is boring yeah and watching uh i've been watching a stream of uh somebody play persona lately and i get so frustrated because i'm just like just fucking heal them all right they're your team god damn it just use your healing spells i get that your other uh teammates have (laughs) healing spells as well but fucking use the healing spells all right you're capable of doing it Fuck! <laughs> so. it's, it's all about strategy. You want the right person to use the right healing spell because maybe, you know, that person's just a little bit faster and their their okay, heal but, will go off sooner. Okay, but maybe my strategy is just better, all right? So shut <laughs> up. And, like, I think maybe because I am such a tactical person, like, I love playing puzzle games and I love playing tactical games and I love games where you get to play against somebody and just do, like, a battle of wits. Like, whether it be against a computer in a JRPG or if it's, like, a game of worms. I love kicking my brother's ass at worms. Who doesn't? (laughs) 
those, those are the kind of games I really enjoy, which is why I tend to lead towards like Persona and Fire Emblem and stuff like that. I'm a very tactical person. So for me, when I'm watching anime, I don't want the anime to be about like things that I would do or things I wouldn't do. I want it to be about like the drama, the story. I want them just to fight like their lives are at stake, not because they're playing a video game. Yep, I understand. Yeah, so again, uh, I'll probably continue to complain about Persona 5, the animation, but I'm going to continue watching it. The latest episode was actually fantastic. To answer the question whether or not my standards have dropped, I would say that they haven't, because I think the things that I don't like about Persona 5, I still don't like about it. Well, well, here's not... here's here's a clear indication of judging whether or not your standards have dropped. Are you willing to watch Arrow Manga Sensei? No. There you go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Arrow Manga Sensei, you've been watching another trash series this season. Uh, there, like I said, there are a lot of trash series this season. Um, so, quick overview on those. Let's talk about the one that's going to get you arrested, because I'm calling the cops. <laughs> okay, the one that you say you're going to call the cops on me for is called Island. Yep. Um, so, yeah, this is definitely trash. So, originally, it, you know, when, on the first episode, you know, it's, it's like, it starts out, naked girl. Obviously, you saw the first episode. Mm-hmm. Or... 10 seconds of the first episode. That's how long it takes for me to decide I'm not going to like this anime. 10 seconds. <laughs> yes. So, so 10 seconds in, you know, obviously naked girl. And then within the first five minute minutes, this, this girl pretty much falls face first into the crotch of a naked man. So, so yeah, definitely trash. Um, as, as I was watching it i'm i'm thinking okay well maybe it's just trash to kind of entice the viewer thinking because because the story's not too bad Mm -hmm. i'm kind of liking the story but you know again like I'm, i'm thinking the the trash is to draw in the viewers and then you know switch to a more serious series but it doesn't seem like that's gonna happen because yeah, i really doubt that's gonna happen because in the second episode all of a sudden the lolly is inviting the guy into her bed so yeah and no, how old is this girl i don't fucking know she's <laughs> way too fucking young <laughs> So, Cause I and, mean, and it's a real shame because she's a shrine maiden, and who hasn't dreamed of boning a shrine maiden? Just, you know, not one that young. I'm calling the cops. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, like, you say that the story's good, but let me point out the fact that if you broke down Aramanga Sensei just to the story and not to the filth, it would also sound like a really good anime. <laughs> <laughs> uh... To an extent, if, now, if you play the, your cards right and phrase it a certain way, yes. Now, now that being said, I I'm all for trash. I really mm. am. I I enjoy my trash, but I have standards. I I'm not sure I'm going to view this one all the way through, mm. simply because I, I I don't necessarily like trash that's hidden within like a uh you know something that's supposed to be that serious like mm-hmm. if i'm watching trash i'm watching it for the trash i'm not watching the trash for the actual show 
and that's where I draw the line. Like, you know, so, so I know it seems weird, but, but that's kind of how it is. I don't watch a serious show for trash. I mean, I think I would judge you a lot less if the characters weren't minors. <laughs> I mean, that's totally fair. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I know that you're not like that. I know you're not like maps or anything like that. Trust me, guys, Tyler is not maps. But I, I love me some lollies, but in entirely I want to pat their head kind of way. Yeah, or if they're over 18 and just look cute, that's okay as well. Yes. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I mean, I guess Japan, it's a little bit more lenient to say 16, 17, but even then, like, that's kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, se- Late 17, I think, is okay. <laughs> if you're still in your 20s. Yes. Yeah. No, no, like... 40-year-old yeah. going after a 17-year-old. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of weird. Yeah, that's really weird. <laughs> but uh, I heard actually this basic rule of thumb, and this isn't like a law, but this is a kind of general rule of thumb. Uh, take your age and divide it in half and then add seven, and that's the youngest you can date. Okay. So for me, it would be... if, if You divide it in half, and if it's like a half number, you round up. So for me, it would be 22. Yeah, be yeah, 23 for me. Yeah. So, and again, that's not a law. Like, I'm not going to judge you if you date an 18-year-old. But again, that's, that's kind of a general rule of thumb for those of you who are wondering, like, at what age is it weird? <laughs> yeah. And again, that rule really only applies to adults. Like, I think 16 and up is when you start following that rule. Especially because uh, age of consent in the U.S. for people to even give consent is 15 for minors and then 18 for adults. Yep. Yep. So we're learning. We're teaching. Teaching. Speaking of teaching, there's another series that teaches you a whole lot, right? Yeah. And it also has lollies. <laughs> it does. Uh, I can't believe they made Osmosis Jones into an anime. Right? <laughs> <laughs> But seriously, uh, it's called Cells at Work. Yep. It is so good. It is so pure. And it is filled with macho white cell men who will kill you with a hunting knife. It, it is fantastic. Like, when I heard that they were making this anime, I was very skeptical. I rolled my eyes when I heard that they were making an anime that was basically just Osmosis Jones. Yeah, exactly. Like, I heard that. I'm going, what? How, how are they doing this. this. This can't be a good idea. Like, it feels like Osmosis Jones isn't old enough for this to suddenly for get the, away. For the anime treatment? Yeah. Like, it feels like it hasn't been out long enough for people to forget it existed. So this this is definitely the anime adaptation of the exact same thing. Yeah. Uh, but I really like it. I mean, the education is kind of... Well, I mean, don't write down that... Uh, the what's it called the pellets platelets platelets uh don't write in your like biology report that platelets are actually uh toddlers that live inside of you <laughs> yes <laughs> but but no what i mean about like it being educational is you know it it says oh hey look this is the white blood cell this is what it does you know yeah. and and it talks about the platelets it's like hey this the this is these are the platelets you know the they they create scabs. They cre- yeah. They they basically make your your blood coagulate and you know create scabs and you know keep things 
not broken. Yeah. <laughs> you know, obviously more scientifically than that because, you know, I do words good. Yeah. And red blood cells deliver oxygen and nutrients. That's and right. Oftentimes the germs that get in your body tend to feed on the red blood cells that are carrying nutrients. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, basically the kind of biology lessons you should have learned when you were 11. Yes. But this makes it entertaining. <laughs> totally. Um, now, now the, basically the, when, when I realized that, hey, this is a show that Candace is going to like, was I was at work and you just send me a message. You're just like, let's cosplay blood cells. Yeah, let's please cosplay blood cells. Because <laughs> uh, I really want to be a red blood cell. And I... She is absolutely adorable. <laughs> and Tyler is 100% one of these white cells. For reals. I think my favorite thing is that the white blood cells are depicted as like these like really stoic like Japanese men. Like the ones that are always using like the honorifics and are like super polite. But then like in a like split second they'll see a germ and they'll be like go crazy hunter on they'll them. They'll just be like kill, kill, kill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um... For, for me, honestly, I think so far, you know, it's obviously two episodes in, but I think one of the best moments was in the second episode when, you know, there was the abrasion in the skin and all these germs are coming up and the one germ is fighting all of the white blood cells and they're mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, you're, you're not a killer T cell or a B cell, blah, blah, blah. We just need to defeat the white blood cells and then we'll be able to run rampant <laughs> and then the white blood cell is like oh yes you've done your research we we can see that you know this but you forgot to mention our most powerful ally <laughs> and then it basically skips to the little platelets which look like nine-year-olds <laughs> and the germs are like the fuck and they completely close up the wound. Yes. I like the end of the episode uh, where the white blood cell is sitting on the middle of like the uh, like stuff that they used to seal the wound with. And the red blood cell goes out to like thank him for saving all the red blood cells. And he, she's just like, red blood cells don't do much. We were completely useless. He's like, oh, no, actually, you're serving a purpose right now. And she's like, what do you mean? Wait a minute, you haven't moved this entire time. It turns out the thing they were sitting on is, like, super sticky. <laughs> yeah. And so all the red blood cells and white cells, like, form together and create so, a scab. <laughs> so, yeah, and then you see, like, all of the platelets, like, have just a ton of red blood cells in this like, net. Like, roped together. <laughs> and And they're just pulling them over into this mesh over the wound. And they're like, yeah, this is going to turn into a scab. Yeah. <laughs> And they're just like these cute little children, so they're like, this is gonna scab. Yes, <laughs> just, they're just absolutely adorable. I love them. I like the like the playlets, like when they were walking down the stairs, they had like a heavy package. And so they're like, oh no, we gotta walk downstairs. And so they're like doing that thing where you walk sideways to make it easier to go down the stairs. Yeah. And the one only has like a little basket of stuff. <laughs> and she's still walking down the stairs super carefully. Yeah. And then they make it down the stairs and they have a celebration. And the uh, the red blood cell and her senpai are just <laughs> sitting there watching the whole thing. Yeah. And they're just like, oh, it's so cute. <laughs> yeah. So so I love cells at work. I Like I said, I didn't know what to think, you know, when I heard they made this. Mm-hmm. But I'm really enjoying it. 
Yeah, absolutely. I really liked the uh, successful launch of the sneeze in the first episode. Yes. <laughs> Sneezes are missiles now. Yep. I, I like how serious everything gets about it, too. Like, this is... This is a good anime, you guys. Go watch it. Go watch the... I saw this one meme that made me laugh. It was just, like, uh, uh, talking about how people who self-harm are actually killing, like, thousands of platelets in their body every time they do it. And then somebody showed an image of, like, the little cute little platelet in this anime, and then it was, like, a new statistics, like, self-harm has dropped by 100%. <laughs> For reals. Speaking of which, we don't need any of our seven listeners cutting themselves, no matter how much you love red blood cell. Guys, come on. It kills them. Don't don't cut yourself to get to your waifu. <laughs> your waifu's already a part of you. <laughs> That's right. Keep her there. Um, let's see. You're you're not watching a whole lot this season, are you? No, I'm not. I got super super into my whole like persona rant. Yeah. Yeah. So so I guess we'll go with another trash. Okay. Um So how not to summon a demon lord? Yeah, this is it's it's kind of amusing. I feel like they they wanted to take a page from Overlord because it is this guy getting sucked into a video game basically. And he he goes in supposedly he was like the most powerful player in the video game. Mm-hmm. And turns out this elf and cat girl summon him into the game somehow i i don't know but they you know and and normally with the summons it puts it puts like a uh, slave collar around their neck mm-hmm. apparently he had some sort of ring which um, mirrors all magic mm-hmm. away from him onto the user so both the elf and the cat girl get the slave collars instead of him <laughs> So it's kind of one of those weird, you know, like... Um, Isekais? Yes, it's yeah. it's an isekai, obviously. Um, every time it goes to the elf, it's straight to the boob shot. I imagine, yeah. I saw, like, a five-second clip of basically her tits going from, like, all the way, like, the side, like, under her armpits, and then bouncing straight back up. Yes. Uh, guys, uh, for those of you who are looking into animation or art as a career and you're looking towards anime to inspire you on uh, how physics work and how anatomy works, I will tell you straight up. That is not. If your boobs go into your armpits, they're not coming back. (laughs) But yeah, so, so that's that. It's, again, like every time it goes to the elf, like if she goes to talk... It goes straight to the boobs, and the boobs will be bouncing, and and then it'll go up to her face as she talks. Is it at least funny, like Konosuba's boob physics? Um, kind of, not so much. It's it's. Um, yeah, it's it's way trashy. So let's just just put it at that. It's it's way trashy. Okay, so it's not another Konosuba. No. I, I heard... mean it, it it has a few funny moments. Like he he comes in and you know, he's like, Oh, I'm I'm the most powerful person in this world and you know, and, and they go to like the guild to to measure each person's level and you know, they try to do his level 
and it just it's basically off the charts and oh. and the guildmaster comes and she's like um yeah i can't measure your level correctly so i i can't really hire you at this guild and he's like why what why why not and and she's like well i i guess if you really want to take orders from someone less powerful than you you can and he's like yeah fuck it i don't care yeah so so here's the uh difference between that and uh overlord because this kind of just seems like you know like when you watch a really good movie and then somebody does like a porn parody of it that's kind of what this feels like uh overlord it starts off like uh this guy his favorite mmo is closing down and so him and his guild decide like we're gonna spend the last day on the server just hanging out and just enjoying ourselves so all of his friends log out and he's like i'm gonna be here a little bit longer you guys like i just need a moment to say goodbye so in his last moments before the server shuts down he decides he wants to kind of mess with the system like he's learned kind of how to hack things using like special items so he makes one of the NPCs just madly in love with him. And he's just like, oh, he has a little self-indulgence before he loses his favorite game. Because he's had a crush on the same PC for a while. And What a weave. Yeah, absolutely. Getting a crush on a, an NPC. Like, this NPC was his waifu. And so he's just like, you know, last moments of self-indulgence before the server shuts down. I want to make her basically my slave. So... He's enjoying his little self-indulgence, and then he falls asleep. He wakes up, and he's still there in his castle, and he's just like, weren't the servers supposed to be shut down by now? This is so weird. Finds out that he's been transported to a completely different dimension. He's not inside the game. He's in a world that's like the game that he was playing. See, and and that's kind of the same thing with how not to summon a demon lord, because he talks about, like, hey, in, in the game... This is kind of a this level range of of powers and yeah. everything else is weaker. Yeah. So, so he's like, well, I'm not in the game exactly, but it's definitely very similar to. Again, the game. it feels like a porn parody. Yeah. But <laughs> so Overlord, the kind of the premise behind Overlord is that now all the NPCs that were with him in the castle are now like his servants, and they want to take over this new world. And in order to do so, they have to gain knowledge about the world. So the biggest premise around the series isn't about, like, him being super powerful. It's about him learning about a world that's completely new and foreign to him. He's not trying to escape. He There are times he misses his guildmates, like, because they were, like, his closest friends. And so there's times when he, like, completely honors the memory of their characters. And uh, one episode particularly tragic, he's uh, one of his uh, NPC girls she goes crazy and starts like trying to attack him and he wants to save her. He doesn't want to like kill her cause he cares about her. So he takes all of his like guild mates, like legendary weapons that they'd gathered during their years of playing this video game. And he uses all of these weapons against her, but he has to basically break them in order to use them against her. So it's this really heartfelt episode where He's saying goodbye to, like, the memories that he formed while playing the game, but he, in doing so, he's saving the life of somebody he cares about. And so this, like, it gets really, really emotional from times, and there are TNA, especially the one uh, chick that he made fall in love with him. She's just... Yeah, I've, I've yeah. seen <laughs> clips, and she is all over him. Yeah, all the time. 
but he also starts to care about the people that live in this world. Uh, he starts to learn about like their histories, their governments, their politics. And he doesn't want to rule it just because he's some jackass. He wants to rule it because, one, it gives him meaning in life. And two, he wants to protect it. He sees that this country is just completely, like, war-ridden and people are dying for no reason. He wants to use all of his powers to make the world a better place. I see. Yeah, so Overlord, it's absolutely fantastic. I do need to watch the second season, especially because the third season just started. Yes, third season has just started. Yeah. I watched uh, part of the second season. I really enjoyed what I saw. I liked the lizard people. It, it is one I need to start watching. Like, yeah. I've, I've I kinda, think you'd love it. I've kind of had it on the back burner yeah. you know, for a while now. So, uh, one Another one that we started this season that is weird. It's another one based off of a video game. Uh, it's a video game that I actually meant to buy during the Steam sale. And then I realized I don't have money. So, I mean, Steam Cell doesn't help if you don't, if you're in the negatives, you know. But That's right. Uh, that is Angels of Death. Yes. This one feels kind of like a gore porn. It, it does. It's total gore porn. Um, not usually my cup of tea. Uh, I will probably watch at least two more episodes before yeah. I make my final decision on it. Same. So I'm not really quite sure where I sit with it right now. Uh, I'm not too, like, I don't dislike gore porn, so I might stick around a little bit longer. It needs to have a little bit more sustenance, though, other than it's just about murder. Which, the end of the first episode really seemed to imply there is something bigger going on. Yeah. So, uh, the girl, basically, she, uh, wakes up in a hospital. Uh, she went to the hospital because she witnessed people being murdered, and she was so traumatized that she sought medical help. But when she wakes up in this hospital, she finds out that she's now participating in a death game and that she's become the sacrifice for this death game. And in order to get out, she has to take an elevator up so many floors. The problem is the elevator will only take her up one floor at a time. And then she has to find a new elevator. Yeah. So uh, the end of the first episode, it left us off with the guy from the first floor. She managed to escape his floor and she made it up to the second floor. She was almost defeated by the guy on the second floor, but the guy on the first floor went and killed the guy on the second floor because he became obsessed with her. But in doing so, the guy on the first floor broke the rules, and the rules are that you have to stay on your own floor. And you also cannot kill one of the other killers. So now that he's broke the rule, he's been declared a sacrifice as well. So now the two of them are going to have to get out together. Uh, it also seemed to imply that the girl suddenly had, like... Some of her memories return at the end, and uh, because of these memories returning, she becomes traumatized again, and she asks the guy from the first floor to kill her. And it leaves off there. I haven't watched the second episode yet. Yeah, I haven't either. <clears throat> uh, it looks interesting. I hope that it continues to be interesting. If not, maybe I'll just buy the game and stream it for you guys and make Stefan cry. Of course. You have to make <laughs> Stefan cry. Because, you know, Brandon isn't doing that enough. Yeah, because our vi channel isn't, like, 90% vi horror video games now. <laughs> <laughs> I have this theory that Brandon's doing specifically horror flicks. Oh, horror there's no question about just that. Just for uh, Stefan. Yeah, there's no question about that. And with that, uh, moving on to the next anime that Tyler and I have actually been watching together. 
I actually really like this one. So I saw the trailer for it uh, the week before it came out. Crunchyroll posts those on their Facebook page. And I think when I first saw the promo art for this, I thought, oh my god, this is just gonna be TNA. Tits and ass, which but there is, but it's there's not, a lot. It's uh, not just tits and ass. Yeah, I'm surprised that uh, underneath all of those bouncy jiggle physics, there's actually a lot of heart to this show. Yeah. And it is called Haru Kana Receive. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who know me, you might be shocked to find out that I love Haikyuu. That's a lie. <laughs> I know, I'm just blowing people's minds today. You really are. <laughs> uh, so, Haikyuu's long, long hiatus has had me pretty upset. You've been really craving your volleyball anime. I really have been. So, going into a beach volleyball, it is definitely a completely different ballpark. But, like, literally. <laughs> but <laughs> Not a different ballpark. I mean, it's still a volleyball. Yeah, but there's, instead of wood flooring that would hurt if you fell on, it's sand that would hurt if you got in your eyes. Oh, okay. And apparently your ass, because apparently the reason why girls wear such booty skimpy swimsuits isn't just to you know, make the audience happy but also it's so prevents... you don't get sand in your vagina yeah it's so you don't get sand in places you don't want sand <laughs> it keeps the sand out it actually has a functional purpose and it even goes as far as to say like swimsuits that are a little bit more modest are actually worse at doing that because they tend to be looser they tend to you know, sag a little bit so the super, super tight swimsuits are functional. They serve a purpose. Yeah, which, Instead I mean... Instead of just showing off your assets. Yeah, and I would call bullshit on this if it were just anime that did this, but if you actually watch any of the beach volleyball, like, in the Olympics, they actually did wear really small outfits. They weren't bikinis, but the shorts were super, super tight. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it showed a lot of booty. Uh, there were versions where uh, it actually was super tight around their thighs, so it did go down kind of like uh, shorts. But honestly, those looked less comfortable to wear. And looked like they constrict movement a lot more. So Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, so I mean, you might get a really bad wedgie wearing some of these beach volleyball swimsuits, but they do serve a function. Uh, I imagine that indoor volleyball, that's not really so much a concern. Your biggest concern is protecting your knees because you're going to be landing on them a lot. So <laughs> you got knee pads for that. Yes. As far as like how long or short the shorts need to be, that's not as big of a concern. Never mind your arms. You know, those will callus over. Yeah. Well, yeah, your your arms actually don't aren't going to get as bad because you're not usually landing on those first. well i meant from receiving the oh ball. Like, yeah no like i've played volleyball when, yeah. sometimes when you hit the ball like it turns your arms red yeah i remember playing volleyball in high school uh we would play to the point where uh you would actually start to see like your blood vessels kind of cracking under your skin so like the next day your arms would be super itchy and if you scratch them you just start bleeding yeah yeah, volleyball gets crazy when it comes to uh, how much your arms get injured. And and we've never even played on a professional level. I know, that was just gym class. <laughs> That's intense. So, it's extremely intense with girls, too. I swear to God. Like, guys will just be, like, super polite about that shit. They'll be like, yeah, good hustle, man, good hustle. Girls are just like, you fucking receive this goddamn ball. I swear to God, Karen. 
Now, now I would like to point out that uh, in this anime, it is just like real life sports. There's a lot of ass slapping. Yep. Okay, maybe not a lot, but there is definitely ass slapping. There's a lot of slapping. Like, she slaps her stomach, she slaps her ass. She's... <laughs> yes. Uh, the thing I really like about this anime, aside from the sports aspects, though, because, again, I'm really happy to be back into a volleyball anime. It's very different kind of volleyball, but it's still volleyball. It still has a lot of lessons, but the difference between beach volleyball and indoor volleyball is that... Indoor volleyball involves uh, five people, or five to six people on the court, where beach volleyball is exclusively two people. Yeah. And so where Haikyuu uh, really focuses on this idea of, like, you're not the only person on the court. You have all these other people here with you, and that's the big theme. Like, that's the thing that keeps reoccurring all the time. Just, like, you're not alone. You have us with you. We're here with you. Whereas uh, beach volleyball is focused on, like... I don't have a lot of help. Yeah, in this one, it's more about, like, this is a partnership. Like, you're the only person I could depend on. Yeah. So I need to depend on you. It's I like, there's, there's only one person instead of five other people. Exactly. So it's like, you need to find somebody that you could basically, like, give your life to. And, of course, this is definitely going to lead some to some pretty obvious Yuri shipping. Yeah. Uh, it... The one, like, enemy team already seems like they're already, like, a couple. Even the main character completely, like, points out the fact that a lot of, like, her talk about teamwork sounds more like dating. Yeah. So, I mean, there's no doubt in my mind this really is just a build-up to be like, look at this lesbian couple versus this lesbian couple. Who could hit the ball hardest? But I'm still enjoying it. I think it has a lot of heart to it. I think... The animation is absolutely stunning. I even, I don't mind the jiggle physics, because you know what? They're jumping, they're running, they're diving. Tits are going to bounce. Get yeah. over it. That's yeah. what they do. They're not going in their armpits. They're fine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I am watching this not because of the jiggle physics, so I'm, I'm enjoying it. Yeah. I think it's cute. I also really like the sand particle effect. The sand. Oh, like when like whenever she slaps a... the ball and you can kind of see like the, the poof of sand that came yeah, off it. you can see it anytime they take a step. Yeah. It happens all the time. <laughs> but yeah, it's good. I like it. It is good. I'm, I'm also enjoying that one. Um, so a returning series is uh, Yamishibai, Japanese ghost stories. Uh, this one's in its... It's a long-running series. It's like... I'm not surprised. Sixth season it's like it's sixth season or something mm -hmm. um all the episodes are really short they're like five to eight minutes or so mm -hmm. uh, but each one goes over a different um like a different story you know obviously uh i think you would actually like like the ops mm -hmm. um i know there's there's one season in particular where each of the openings were uh, basically tied together like they were they would all change and then at the end like basically they all it kind of tied every single story together in the opening like it's, oh, it's that's really awesome. kind of cool so i think you would like that that's kind of like what junji ito tried to do yes okay don't watch junji ito it's really <laughs> bad if you really want to get into junji ito just 
just go buy the mangas or you could probably find some decent scanlations on legal websites online just go check that out it's really good but don't watch the anime it'll hurt yes (laughs) um on to more trash yeah let's go on to more trash what else are you watching um this is called the master of ragnarok oh dear god blesser of einherjar i've heard nothing but bad things about this anime it's another isekai and it is really not that good yeah i've heard nothing but bad things about this anime yeah um i i don't foresee me watching this one all the way through same with island again Mm -hmm. um it's just it 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 is kind of bad like second episode in one of the girls already asks the main guy to marry her, basically. Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, it's it's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to judge people for watching trash, but at least watch quality trash, you know? Like, trash that you find in, like, rich people's houses. Not, not the trash behind, like, the McDonald's or the Little Caesars. Yeah, watch, like, Monster Musume. I mean, at the minimum, uh, check out the Olive Garden trash, all right? Like, at the very least. Yeah, that's that should be the lowest you hit. Um. Oh, oh look, here's one that we. Yeah, this. <laughs> we just started watching this like today. today. <laughs> oh, it's so good. It oh, is. this anime is so good, and so... the thing is, based off the OP, I would never watch this anime. This... The OP is so hyper sugar induced that it does not give away what this anime is going to be like at all. <laughs> that opening gave me diabetes. <laughs> so, it's called Asobi Asobase. Mhm. Uh it is about three girls that have decided to form a club. And what they do in this club is basically just pass the time. Yes, they They're call called... it the Past Timers Club. Yeah, or which... the, or the uh Past Club. Yes, which just kind of makes it sound like they're playing mahjong with old people in the park. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, these three girls are absolute comedic genius. The one is a pretty, like, relentless, terror. Like, she's terrifying. She will scare you. She'll go from being this soft, quiet, like, soft-spoken girl who's just really sweet and kind to immediately, like, she's gonna fucking kill me. Like, and in the drop of a hat. That's the rich girl, right? No, uh, that's the one that's oh, better the, English. Oh, the other one, yes. So, she decides she wants to form this club because there's a new girl, a new transfer student in their class, who is a white girl. White who, girl, blonde hair. Yeah, blonde hair, blue eyes. Uh, both her parents are American. And she is pretending like she's a foreigner. <laughs> yes. But she was she's, actually she's born, born in Japan. born in Japan, never left, doesn't speak a lick of English, but she's pretending to be American. Yeah. Uh, just to mess with the third girl. Yeah. <laughs> who is ridiculously stupid and is on a quest to become the most popular girl at school. Which uh. she doesn't realize she could just do by buying people's love. Apparently she's super rich. Yeah, right? But she's trying to do this by uh, joining clubs that popular girls attend and trying to figure out what's wrong with her mentally, which is a lot of things. Like, she joins the, as they call it, soft tennis club yeah. in in the uh, the subs. Yeah. Which makes me wonder, is there a hard tennis club? I really do think it's a difference in the balls. I think the soft tennis uses a rubber ball. 
<laughs> that's but why I mean, it tennis balls are also rubber. Yeah, but they're they're a lot harder. It's like a hard rubber. I think this is like a soft rubber, like something you'd buy from like a toy section. Okay. Yeah. Just sounds silly to me. I, I that would be my guess as to why it's called soft tennis. <laughs> All right. Uh, but yeah, she like she joins the tennis club, and then the the other girls in the tennis club are like, "Oh, we're gonna go to this mixer and blah blah blah." Good luck at the the nationals or whatever, you know. And she's like, "Shit, I don't want to go to nationals. I want to go to the mixer." <laughs> All the popular girls will enjoy soft tennis, so that way they won't have to sweat. <laughs> yes, that's so great. They wanted to be, like, athletic and get everybody's attention, but they don't want to sweat or put any work into it. Uh, my favorite part about it, though, is uh, the whole reason the club was joined is because the girl that's bad at English is trying to convince the girl pre- pretending to be a foreigner to teach her English. <laughs> yeah. Good times. And the funny thing is the rich girl is actually good at English. <laughs> uh. It is hilarious. It's... It's already, like, I mean, I was really sad that we were losing Hinamatsuri this season. Uh, I think this has replaced it. Yeah, I think so, too. This I... one's really funny. <laughs> it's it's definitely the comedy of the season. Also, the rich girl is psychotic. She is. She is so crazy. Like, there's one point where, like, uh, all the girls' makeup is getting confiscated, and she is just like, yes, take away the makeup from all those, like, no-good sluts, and she's, like, on a witch hunt. <laughs> And then she's just like, by the time we get to 30, my skin's going to be flawless and yours is going to be horrible from all that makeup. And she's just, she's crazy. I love her. And then, and then the the blonde girl convinces her, like, hey, let's try makeup today. Yeah, she tells her, she's like, the reason I do makeup is so that way when I'm an adult, I can get a good job. And she's like, oh, well, then I'll try makeup. And so they try doing and so her they makeup. so they try doing makeup and they just make it look like she's gotten beat the sh- to shit. Yeah, it looks like she has a black eye and, like, a red cheek. <laughs> <laughs> In walks the teacher, and, you know, two students get in trouble. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That was... I like her response, like, instead of just being like, why are they in trouble, or being concerned, she's like, lucky! <laughs> <laughs> For reals. Same, though, like, haha, suck it. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, again, that is Asobi Asobase. It is on Crunchyroll, and it is fantastic. Um... I'm just going through the list here. Yeah. Um, Planet With. I watched the first episode of this. I heard uh, it's not bad. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, so, so it basically starts out, this kid, he, he has amnesia. So he's got no memories of his previous life, whatever. But he's living with these two... Uh, I don't know how to describe them. They're, they're weirdos. Like, one's a maid, and then one's like... Just a human cat. Like, he's human-sized. <laughs> he has a cat head. It's it's kind of weird. So he's living with them. Like, he's he's grateful to them. He's like, oh, these, these guys took me in. Whatever. And then, for whatever reason, Earth is attacked by aliens. Of course. Yes. And... They want to know what the planet is with. <laughs> yes. They're like, we heard of this planet with. Planet with what? <laughs> exactly. So, so you, you'd think at this point of the story, you know, he's going to be a hero. Like, he's going to become one of these heroes that saves the Earth from the, you know, from the aliens. No, it's seven other people 
become these like heroes and and they have their magical transformation <laughs> and they they basically become uh mechas like they they're controlling these suits mm-hmm. but the suits are powered with like psychic powers or something like they're made with psychic powers it, it's kind of weird but you know they they beat the aliens you know the alien invasion and then the the two people that the main character is being ta- you know like they've adopted him basically mm-hmm. they they basically convince him Hey, you need to steal the power source of those seven heroes. <laughs> so, so first episode, he ends up fighting the like one of them and and stealing like his necklace or whatever and like get, getting that power. So this is like a super villain origin story. Yes, it's kind of weird. Now, granted, that's only the first episode. I don't know where it's going from there, but it's interesting. I'm 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 thinking I'll probably watch more of it. Alright. It's kind of funny. And uh, so, this is one that I'm watching. Uh, this is the summer of sports anime, to be honest. and A lot of sports in the summer. Again, I've been really, really missing Haikyuu. And I think this one is actually filling that spot more than the beach volleyball one is, to be honest. And it's Hanebato, which is a series about a female badminton team. Uh, the one thing I really, really like about this is where more, most sports anime really focus on this idea of, like, we're a team, this is about camaraderie, this is about being together, uh, fighting to, for each other, we all want to go to nationals, uh, protect the third years because the third years are graduating and we can't let them graduate before they live their dreams. Uh, Hanebato is not about that. Uh, Hanebato is about this idea that you could... Spend your whole life working towards something, working towards being really good at a sport that you really, really care about, and still come up short against somebody who was just born with natural talent. Uh, there's always going to be somebody better than you at the sport, and that they're going to be better for you for something stupid. Like, in the case of the main character, she lost to a girl because she's left-handed. And being left-handed gives you a huge advantage in sports like that because it's a lot harder to counter. Yep. So, and that's such a silly reason. But then at the same time, even though she's working so hard and she's pushing herself to her limits, everybody acts like she's only winning because she's tall. Which isn't the case at all. She's like, no, I had, I had to work my ass off to be this good. But she feels like she never gets credit where the girl with left hand, who's left-handed was born left-handed and she still gets treated like she's some prodigy. Like, oh my god, you're so amazing. And it's like, it, no, it, it totally doesn't have anything to do with me having an unfair advantage because yeah. of something I was born with. But I think on, from her perspective as well, she also hates that. She hates the fact that people constantly say like, oh, you only win because you're left-handed. Or people calling her a prodigy when she knows that she has an edge because she's left-handed. Because there's a point where she really wanted to quit badminton. Like, she tried to play tennis or she tried to do something else. She's like, I don't want to be part of badminton anymore. And I we haven't gotten too far into her whole story. But I do think a lot of that is very similar. Where it's like, people blame her natural ability on her being a bad person when she's not. She wants people to care about her. She wants to make friends. She wants to play the sport because she loves it, not because she's good at it. 
And I really like that controversy between the two main characters. Also, this has one of the coolest OPs I've seen in a long time. My one issue with it is that the amazing animated sequence at the very beginning is recycled at the end. <laughs> yeah. I really wish they would have done something different. <laughs> but with that said, it's an incredible OP. Uh, it's one that will probably get an, a good nomination for Best OP of the Year. It's a fantastic sports anime. Uh, if you liked uh, Haikyuu or Kokoro no Basket, you'll probably love Hanabo. Uh, it definitely took the Kokoro no Basket route with the sweat, because I swear to God, these girls are dripping, like, buckets of sweat every episode. <laughs> yeah, well, that's every sports anime. Like Haikyuu wasn't nearly as bad. Like, yeah, they were sweaty in Haikyuu, but it was like, yeah, they're sweaty because they've been working their asses off. Hanabano, she's just like, I picked up a racket, and then she's, like, drenched. <laughs> Fair. Like, that is very stressful. You, haven't you ever picked up a racket before? Like, I, I bet you they got the same team that worked on Kokorono Basket, because I swear there's an entire team just working on sweat physics in these anime. I I never understood Kokorono Basket because of the sweat. Like, Kokorono like, Basket people, is so intense. People don't sweat that much. Like, if <laughs> if professional basketball players were to sweat as much as you know they do in Kokorono basket the the entire floor would become an, an olympic-sized swimming pool <laughs> that's very much how hanebato is <laughs> they are sweating a lot so oh. that's my one grief with it i really like the characters though i really like the story it's definitely probably going to be the one that i focus on the most this season all right that's fair um, again, going through the list, uh, One Room, it's actually in its second season now. It's I saw back. that. Um, do you know anything about this show? I do not. It's actually really interesting. Um, it's one I am watching. You might consider it trash. I personally wouldn't. Cause it's, it's just, it, it's really interesting. Um. The, the way this anime is made is kind of made so you, as the viewer, are the main character. Mm -hmm. So with all of the, the girls that are talking to you, when, when they talk to you, they're literally looking at the camera, at you. That's so unnerving. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of... It, it's it's really interesting because I I did read an article about how doing something like that um, increases your connection with the characters. Mm -hmm. um, I guess it kind of takes effect with that scene in ReZero with Rem, like she's looking right at the camera when she's yeah. doing her confession. So so it, there is a psychological effect to it, and. It, it's it's really interesting the way that it, they pull it off. So yeah, I'm I'm enjoying it. It's it's cute. I I wouldn't say it's amazing, but it's cute. It's okay. kind of fun. Um, it did have a counterpart, like a male counterpart yeah. anime. <laughs> yeah. So so all of the the characters in one room are female. I figured. So they had a male counterpart, and I can't remember the name of it, but again, it's like you as the viewer are moving into a dorm, and all of the characters are male. 
So it's kind of like uh, going to like one of the host clubs in Japan, but it's 2D. Yes. Okay. Interesting. It is. It is. I, won't, I won't judge you for liking something like that, to be honest, because that actually does seem kind of cute. It, it is cute. Um, I'm I'm sure you've seen that that image set where it's like the one girl is like, oh, would you, would you like dinner or a bath or me? You know, <laughs> I'm sure you've seen that scene that 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 image set because it yeah. makes its rounds everywhere. That is from this show. Um, and it's really awkward because that character is supposed to be your little sister. Yeah, so, okay, so it's trash. Got yeah, it. so like I said, you might consider it trash. I <laughs> I personally wouldn't. It has some trashy elements, but it's cute. I, I enjoy it. Yeah, so, um, like dating sim, but you're going to be arrested. <laughs> yes, well... No, most of the characters are of legal age. Just the little sister isn't. I'm calling the cops. Rude. <laughs> Here, I thought you loved me. I do. That's why I have to call the cops. <laughs> oh, well, if that's the case. <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's any other anime that I've been watching this season. Oh, um, I know one more that I've been watching this season. What would that be? Uh, Give me a minute. It is, Actually, no, I don't have a minute, so I'm just is, gonna... Is it Encouragement of Climb? No, but uh, that's one that I thought was interesting. I haven't watched it yet, but... Yeah, it's... it's not, This is its second season, right? Yeah. So it's, about... it's about girls doing rock climbing. Yeah, so again, we're all about the sports anime this season. Uh, but speaking of sports anime this season, Free is back! Free! Free is back! Oh, God. So we are uh, watching, or we are now into Free Eternal Summer, which has been the long-awaited sequel to the Iwatobi Swim Club Free. Uh, this time, our boys are in college. Well, most of them. Two of them are still in school. <laughs> but our boys are in college, you guys, and one of them is living in Australia again, so everybody he talks to speaks English, except for that one guy that conveniently speaks Japanese. So and, tra and translates for him, right? Yeah, so he doesn't have to be speaking English all the time. Uh, kudos for them finding a voice actor that actually speaks Jap or English really well. English though. and Japanese. Yeah, so I mean, kudos to the casting director for that. Uh, his English actually does sound very, very natural, although it does have, like, it's very broken. But it's like, he speaks English well enough that, like, if you were to talk to him, you would understand what he's saying. Mm-hmm. So I, I like that the director also seems to understand how... To make somebody, you know, who speaks Japanese sound like they know how to speak English. Uh, I have this bad habit with Free. Whenever I start a new season of Free, I always think, I'm like, oh my god, is the show for real? This seems like it's going to be so stupid. Is this really necessary? And then I get to the end of the season, and I'm like, oh my god, that was so beautiful. Look at the bushes want to swim. Isn't that me happy? They're so great. So I'm really hoping this season really does that for me as well. Because I'm kind of going into it, and I'm just like, God, there's so many boys. Like, we met, you know, the main five boys from Iwatobi, and then we met Rin and his posse, and now Rin's uh, former students are now joining, or having new people join the club at their school, and the Iwatobi club is having new students join at their school, and then we're meeting these boys that are in college with Haru, and we find out that they have friends that he was friends with in junior high when he was in the swim club in junior high, and for some reason, he completely forgot they existed until this season. But now that he's in college, all his old, you know, feelings are surfacing. And then we have Rin, who's living in Australia. And now he has a coach 
who grew up in Japan so he could speak Japanese and talk to him and help him along. And now we're probably going to meet Rin's new teammates who are living in Australia. And it's just, there's so many boys, you guys. There's so many boys. Oh, and uh, Sosuke is also uh, in college. And he was told by his doctor that if he keeps working on his physical therapy, he could swim again. So he's probably going to have teammates too. And guys, there's so many boys. I can't keep up with all these boys. I don't even know all their names. You know how long it took me to name remember all the names of the boys in season two? I still don't know all the names of the boys in season two, all right? Give me a fucking break. It took me forever just to remember Sosuke's name, all right? Ugh. Well, that sounds pretty convoluted. So... I hope I like this season, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I really like the OP, and I really, really, really love the ED. And I'm excited. Uh, the directors who are in charge of it make guys looking swimming look really, really amazing. It is absolutely beautiful. Uh, I really like the water effects. I love like how fluid their bodies look when they're swimming. Uh, I really like that Rin's Candace. little sister now has a friend Candace. who doesn't like muscles. Just because the human body is like 90% water, it doesn't mean it's fluid. It's, no, they squirm like fish. <laughs> are are their bones made of rubber? It looks like it. Or have you ever watched, like, professional swimmers move? Yes, I have. It is I insane. Have. They look like rubber. No, they don't. Yes, they do! Maybe their legs, their arms sure don't. Yeah, yeah their arms have to stay straight. But their legs and like their torso. Well, not not like, if they're doing the the breast stroke or the like the regular stroke. Yeah, but they don't look straight. They don't keep them straight. Yeah, well, in that case, their torso stays straight. But the swimming I'm talking about is where their bodies are like flapping around like fish. <laughs> it looks beautiful. I swear. I swear. Uh, I, I'll take I, your word on that. I really like these characters. I think I don't think Free is nearly as good as High Q. I said it. Uh, but I still really love Free, so. It's one of those series that I think is just kind of a joke until I get super into it. Which is, you know, towards, uh, the end. Yeah, right towards the end, like, the last two episodes, I get so invested. You're just like, oh my god, I can't believe my show is gonna end. Yeah. <laughs> like, I watched the first season, and I remember the very first episode, I'm like, okay, I'm watching this because my roommate's really into this show, and I should probably figure out what's going on. Last episode, I'm like, that was beautiful i'm so proud of all of them and then the second season started i'm like who the fuck is this new bitch why don't we have to learn new names why didn't you just leave it at the good ending from the last season and then the ending i'm like oh my god it's so beautiful so scary. i really hope that you get better and i love you so much and i hope you and rin are happy for the rest of your lives yes i ship so rin fucking fight me all right come <laughs> meet me in the daddy's parking lot i will kick your ass but not that Denny's. The good Denny's. Exactly. They don't deserve the good Denny's. You ship Haru Rin, you do not deserve the good Denny's. <laughs> oh, well now. <laughs> Way to call people out on I that. I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very strong about this, alright? And I get it. Everyone's like, oh, Sosuke was so abusive. He didn't mean to be, alright? He was just scared. It was a mistake. He just, he didn't mean to tell Haru he was going to kick his ass in the Denny's parking lot, okay? He, he just didn't know any better. He, he, he didn't mean to. How do you not mean to kick someone's ass? He didn't kick his ass. He told me he was going to kick his ass. How do you not mean to tell someone you're going to kick their ass? He was sad and scared and his shoulder hurt. <laughs> 
Sounds fake, but okay. <laughs> well, of course it's fake. It's an anime. <laughs> Anyway, All right. I guess let... I guess they have to add some like weird drama to it, right? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'll let you talk now. <laughs> well, you know how that goes. It's usually me rambling and not really saying anything. That's so. fine. <laughs> um, <clears throat> pardon me. Um, I don't know. I honestly think that's about it for what I'm watching. Again, you know. I mean, we're both watching My Hero Akka. Yeah, My Hero Akka is still continuing. Yeah, and we both really like this new OP. Oh, thank God for this OP. It's a miracle! <laughs> I don't like the song as much as the other song, but I like the opening so much better. It It's not generic shonen. Yeah, I really like it. Also, uh, Toru is at the front and center at the end of the OP that makes her the main character now. So, for all you Deku fans out there, I'm sorry, Toru is now main character. You're not going to start shipping Deku and Toru, are you? No! Uh, Toru should be with the guy with the tail. I already established that. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was talking to somebody about that, like, why that's the big ship, and everybody's like, well, if you actually pay attention, they have a lot of interactions with each other. Like, they're practically canon. Yeah. But Toru is main character now, you guys. I'm sorry. It was a weird shift, but I'm embracing it. So, while we're on the subject of ships, one I've seen with this a lot lately is Bakugo and Uruaraka. Yeah. I have no idea how this ship came into being, but for some reason, it's it's kind of popular lately. I feel like it's a joke that went too far. Exactly. Like, it's just, it's bad. It broke my voice, you guys. <laughs> That happens when you talk too much. True. Like, I'm trying to, like, clear it out, but my voice is now, like, completely broken. I apologize. <laughs> I guess I'll have to make up for all the talking, which is a terrible idea. Free will crack your voice. Free? Oh, my goodness. Um, Major Second is continuing. Yep. I didn't it's, watch the first half. It's, it's another sports anime so again it's baseball summer of sports woo there is one on amazon prime that i want to watch i don't know the name of it but it's about diving and that makes it like one of two diving anime that exist like uh, like uh olympic diving or scuba diving scuba diving oh i would totally watch a show about scuba diving yeah. that sounds awesome especially because all the characters are hyper masculine men that are ba basically frat boys that spend most of their time getting drunk that's hilarious mm -hmm. although i, I <laughs> don't know about I don't, know, I don't know whatever yeah sometimes they don't even wear pants it's great uh, okay didn't need to know that Oh, yeah, I should have waited till you saw it before I told you <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I will probably still check it out. Yeah, but it's, it's like people that are like us, that like to drink and do stupid shit. I don't know what you're talking about. It's not like we're drinking and doing a podcast right now. Yeah, so it's like, it's like if we drank and jumped in the ocean. You've never done that? I'm not living near the ocean. Oh, yeah. Never mind then. Yeah, and you can't jump in the lake out here. You'll just fucking float. It's kind of like an ocean except a lot saltier yes it's got brine shrimp yeah i don't think it's the salt that makes you float i think it's the corpses corpses of all the brine shrimp mm -hmm. <laughs> and flies <laughs> and fish yeah no like did did i tell you about when i went out to there for the my photo shoot no man we so as we're going up 
the lake is a lot lower than it used to be. Yeah. So it's it's quite a walk out to the shore. It was also low tide during the time that you were out there. Like, Do lakes are lakes affected by low t- tide? I think because the rivers uh, also affects. Because I know rivers are affected by it. So I I don't know about that because tide is affected because of the moon. Oh the yeah. The moon's gravity pulling. I don't all think the it's water. tide, but I do think it's like uh, due to like evaporation and stuff. Okay. Because there are there are certain seasons where the lake is going to be higher, and I do think that when you were out there, it was during the time when it's lower. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So so I go out there for for a photo shoot. It was like a group photo shoot thing. There was me as a photographer, two other photographers, and like three cosplay models. Mm-hmm. And and it was fun. Um, I got to toy around with my camera a lot to tr- kind of you know adjust settings whatnot. But as we're going out to to the uh, the shoreline, there's just tons and tons of insects. Like I guess you'd call them gnats. Yeah. But like as as you're walking, there's just <coughs> like a cloud of them by your feet, like up to your knees, mm-hmm. and they just fly around, and it's oh. it's so bad. We we someone brought some some bug spray and we all sprayed our legs down and everything and it was it was literally so bad that I sprayed my legs down and bugs would still land and get stuck on the moistness of the Ugh. bug spray like it was that bad you know after, so gross. A, after the bug spray you know dried and I just you know basically brushed everything off I was okay so I really should have used the the insect repellent before I went out there. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, as as I was out there, <coughs> they did land on my legs and get stuck because of the my my legs were wet. So with that, uh, I will definitely be checking out the diving anime on Amazon Prime when I get the chance. Yes. My voice is seriously gone, you guys. I'm sorry. I don't know if you could hear the difference. I probably sound like like an Oopa Loopa right now. Well, well, judging by the uh, the sound waves that I'm looking at, like I'm sure they can't tell the difference. Yeah, it's really bad. Like I can't go too loud. So, so on that note, I think we we should about finish. But are, is there anything else on Amazon that? you were looking at not that i know of but i mean i'll be keeping you guys posted in the upcoming weeks uh this is gonna be kind of a tough week uh, something we wanted to talk about uh so in less than two weeks we are going to be in texas for rtx if you guys are there uh come say hi to us let us know if you guys listen to the channel we'll be like yay I and mean, if we signed autographs for everybody that listens to the channel we'd be done in like an hour or so Paul, you mean you mean all seven people? Yeah, so it'd be like ten minutes. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, not including stuff. That is a that is a really slow autograph. Like if it takes you <laughs> over a minute to sign your name. <laughs> well, I gotta talk to them. God. Oh, okay. But uh, so if you guys are going to RTX and you guys wanna come say hi to us, we will be with the Cracked Brain crew the entire time. Uh, hit us up. Let us know whether or not you'll be there. We would definitely appreciate meeting anybody that listens to our podcast. Uh, but because we are currently in Con Crunch, we are going. <laughs> we we may or may not have an episode next week, but we probably will not have one the week of RTX. Yeah. So uh, the first Friday of August, we will be having a temporary hiatus. We will be back the following Friday, 
Uh, we're not sure if we will be producing an episode next week, but we are definitely going to try. So it might be a bit shorter than our normal episodes, though. Yes. So we will be back the second Friday of August, which I believe is the Should 9th? be the 10th. The 10th? Let me check. It's either the 9th or the 10th. It is the 10th, so we will be back on the 10th. Uh, we do apologize if you guys, if this has become like your weekly routine, we really appreciate it. Uh, we will try to not make this a habit. We just kind of got caught up this summer with a whole lot of stuff going on. So it's, it's been a surprisingly busy summer. Like we, yeah. we've had a lot come up. So yeah. So again, uh, we do do con circuits pretty regularly, but we will try to not make this a habit for you guys. So we can, we appreciate your continuing support. Uh, if you guys are going to be at RTX and you want to like have a shout out on the podcast or anything like that, uh, again, just let us know. Um, you could also reach Tyler through Instagram at uh, KawaiiCast. And let us, if you are local to the Utah area, we would love to have you guys come on and talk to us about your favorite anime or anime subject. Yeah, absolutely. Even if it's something we already covered before. We, we love talking anime. Like, it doesn't matter, you know? Something yeah. new always comes up. And again, if there's something that you want us to check out, uh, Tyler and I can usually binge things, as long as it's like a standard, like, 12-episode season. We're pretty good about binging anime, so... We're more than happy to talk to you guys about your favorite thing. Yeah. Or if you just want to talk to us about your favorite thing, like uh, Stefan did with DBZ. We promise not so, to make you eat spicy ramen. <laughs> Stefan did, did DBZ. Yeah. Um, he's actually been urging us to watch uh, Record of Grand Crest War. Yeah? Yeah. Um, I have to check that out. Yeah, I know. I've, I've been meaning to, but again, just haven't been getting around to it. Yeah, I'll kind probably, of on the back burner. I'll probably try to catch up on Overlord this season, so because that's when I've been wanting to watch. Yep. Uh, so yeah, uh, go ahead and uh, check us out on Instagram. Also check out the other content from Crack Brain. Uh, our Patreon again is up and running. If you missed our announcement about that last week, go check out the Crack Brain Patreon. Uh, there are two other podcasts that are going to be streaming on there regularly for those who. Uh, support and go check out our YouTube channel as well because we post up really good content on there. Uh, again, we uh, I play a lot of JRPGs. I don't have anything up there yet other than Doki Doki, but I definitely want to play more JRPGs for you guys. So yeah, we'll have to expand uh, on my weeb. <laughs> we'll we'll have to get some stuff set up. I will and not recorded. rest until I am the official weeb of Cracked Brain. I thought I was the official weeb. I'm trying to take that title away from you. <gasps> Legasp, you're trying to turn me into nothing again? <laughs> you're going to have to <laughs> step up your JRPG gaming. No! <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, with that, we're going to go ahead and let you guys go. Thank you so much for all your support. Absolutely. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Bye.